Good morning and welcome to the Dad Stoic Podcast. My name is Thomas Kingwell and I'm the host and founder of the Dad Syndicate Podcast as well. Really happy to be here with you and for once to actually be here at about 10 to 10 and not first thing in the morning at 6 o'clock. Seeing that I'm on holiday at last for three weeks and obviously I've been doing the whole Christmas thing with my family. I hope you guys had an awesome Christmas and that you're looking forward to the new year. I know it was a wonderful, actually quite quiet time with my family and I'm being more intentional about making more of these festival times a little bit quieter and taking the stress off and I must say that along with my family we've really enjoyed ourselves this time and there's been a lot less stress and it's been a more stoic Christmas as I <laughs> wrote or spoke about in the last episode. I hope you got something out of that. I know I definitely did and definitely had a much more, as I've said, relaxing uh, stoic Christmas period but there's still a long way to go and the next little blip on the horizon is New Year's. Now I know that some of you might not be fans of New Year's resolutions so I've called this podcast New Year's Revolution because I think it needs to be a more of a change than just these physical things. A lot of times we focus on these tangible things. I'm going to stop smoking, I'm going to go on a diet, I'm going to read more, watch less television, maybe stop shouting at the kids or get to the gym and these things are all great and I think that making goals that include these and have some form of these is great. But I think what is what is more helpful is looking at the underlying reasons why we don't actually change and why we don't form habits and keep these habits and remain disciplined. And that has more to do with the internal workings that are inside of us. And that's how stoicism helps. Instead of looking at the New Year's and going, okay, I'm going to stop this, I'm going to stop this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. We look more at how I'm going to be. Because once you can be, then you're able to do more things and you can have more things. And so being able to use stoicism as a tool to do that is is excellent, has been excellent for me for the last little while and is continuing to do so. And as we move into the new year, more to start being that man and that father that we want to be by using stoic principles and stoic practices and techniques really sets us up then to achieve those habits. Now, I've definitely spent a lot of time over the last couple of days looking at my habits, looking at things that are helpful, looking at things that are not helpful, designing ways and means to stop those things. So for instance, an example of that is definitely my cell phone usage. And since starting the Dad Syndicate, it's far more than it used to be. And I need to be aware of that because it pulls me away from being present with my children and being present in general and spending a lot of time on my phone instead of spending time really intentional. And that's not just with my kids, but making sure that when I am working on dad syndicate stuff that I'm doing that when I'm working on some school stuff I'm doing that when I'm spending time with my kids that that's my focus when the kids are down and I've had a little bit of check of 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 what's going on 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 my whatsapp or on instagram that then I'm with my wife and making sure that I can have control over it because there's nothing wrong with technology it's just a sign of what's wrong with us sometimes and that's how this podcast will also develop is that it's not really about those things that we do it's really about who we are and why we do those things and a lot of the things we do that are negative for us are because we have dependencies so if it's something like smoking definitely smoking is just a sign of a dependency of a need for something else to feel good or a lack of something or if it's need to stop drinking same thing or if it's a need to even get healthy and to get in the gym, although that is a great one, you still want to figure out the emotional or the psychological reasons why we're out of shape and why we're unable to remain disciplined. And I think stoicism really does that. So what Epictetus said is, how long are you going to wait before you demand the best for yourself? And it's true, a lot of people wait to milestones or like New Year's to make these resolutions and and up to that point just live as they want and then wait for that. But here we are, we're on the cusp of New Year's, we've got about four more days left and so I encourage you to listen to this podcast take these things away and use the next four days to set yourself up because it does take time to set up. I mean, some people can just go, okay, tomorrow I'm going to stop doing this 
But for a lot of us, we need to be strategic about that. You know, with a cell phone, there's about seven tactics that I've used. And that'll be maybe another podcast we can use as well or do about that. But I know that I couldn't just go, okay, stop using my cell phone. I'm not in that place yet at the moment. And there's a lot of inner workings that I've got to do. So I thought before we jump into the seven points plus one little caveat at the end, and I hope you stay and listen to the end because the caveat at the end is also important um, in wrapping it all up. But I've got about seven points, seven, seven stoic practices and techniques that you can use to really step it up in the New Year's and really change as a guy and have a little bit of a revolution within yourself so that you can start making those resolutions and those habits stick. Whether you're starting a New Year's or whether you start on the 1st of February or whether you start in the middle of a month, who cares? You can always use these things as a new start. So it's basically a, a revolution is always a change or a new start. And so that's what we want to see within ourselves. So I've got these seven, but before I get into them, I want to just speak about, you know, three ideas of why I choose stoicism and why I think that stoicism is great for us moving forward in the new year. So there's a couple ideas, which is number one. So what I love about stoicism is that it's not a know-it-all kind of philosophy and Zeno and whoever they were, Marcus Aurelius and Epictetus and you name it, Seneca, never looked at it as though this is the final answer and this is all that there is. They were always asking questions. They were always developing. They always knew that they would not get to that zenith where they knew everything and and it's like myself here the dad syndicate it's like how um, Zeno described it he described it as a patient describing the process of his treatment to fellow patients in hospital beds beside him so uh, that obviously means that the person who is also you know needing some help and needing to recover is just explaining his process and how he is making progress and that's exactly how it is here for me at the dad syndicate and with stoicism is I'm describing my progress through stoicism as I learn so that you other dads and you other the men can then observe it and also go okay well yes that sticks for me oh I understand that well yes I can use that for myself and like a patient would do that in the hospital describe, describing how he's healing and his progress and and giving that advice on or paying that forward that's what stoicism is and that's what we're doing here number two is that is the study of theory you know there's so many books and so many self-help it's actually incredible when you go and look at what books are and when I'm on Amazon it just uh it uh, recommends new books, you know, every day in the same topic or kind of with the same theme. And we can read until we blew in the face and we can talk until, you know, the cows come home um, or hind leg off a donkey. Interesting how those are two animal metaphors. But, uh, <laughs> um, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, if we're doing all the things and not doing action. So Zeno says, if studying philosophical theory becomes so pedantic or overly academic that it diverts us from the pursuit of virtue, then it really has not much effect. You know, there's no point in talking about these things and reading them and not putting them to action. And Marcus Aurelius backs it up by saying, don't be distracted by reading too many books. Instead, remain focused on the practical goal of living wisely. So whether you're living, listening to this podcast or you're reading books like I am now, like how to think like a Roman emperor, I think that's great. I think that knowledge is powerful and knowledge is the basis that we can then build action on but if it's not building action and we're just reading and we're talking about it I know a lot of guys that can talk a really awesome game when it comes to how to live life and things but if you actually look at the the proof it's not really there and they're not really stepping up as much as they are saying so what we want to do with stoicism is that stoicism is a philosophy that is not about really discussing pedantically and getting overly um, involved with the language and debate and these things it's about taking the information adding to it applying it to our lives and taking action. So that's another reason why I choose Stoicism, because it's an active philosophy. It's about how to live life better and become more virtuous, which we'll be looking at later as well. So when you're reading books, delve dive deep into them and then apply them to your life. And number three reason is that 
Zeno says, the most profitable journey began on the day he was shipwrecked and lost his entire fortune. And what I love about that is that it shows you that when things go wrong or when we lose things, that that can actually be the catalyst for us really doing and making a life that is worth living. And then we can actually live better when things go wrong. So when we lose a job or when a relationship ends or whatever happens to you, you know, if you've had success and then the next day you don't or it slowly fades away, what stoicism does is that it makes those things kind of irrelevant or it actually uses those negative things as a springboard to really achieve the life that you that you are capable of. And I think that is very positive and very exciting that no matter where we are and how low we are or what failure we have experienced or successes we've experienced, this is all about wisdom and it's about growing and growing in character and growing in virtue, which are things that aren't based on what how much how much you have or how much you earn or what relationships you have. These are things that are within us and are within our control. And that's why I love Stoicism, that it basically teaches us to put value on our character and that that can be developed in hardship and in fact hardship is what develops those characters when we don't have struggles and we don't have challenges and and failures and these things we don't develop that character and you'll see that the stoic philosophy is based a lot on those things about intentional discomfort you know putting ourselves in situations that grows character that makes us stronger that helps us to serve others so those three i thought were very important just to share with you before that as we move into the new year as why we take on stoicism and which and, and ideas that I think are excellent and wonderful and really excite me when I read them to think that I don't have to rely on outside things and I don't have to worry about what goes wrong this year because so many times we like look back on it and you go oh what went well oh well I bought a new car I met this wonderful woman I had a kid you know I had Lila in January which is the highlight of my year and that's that's wonderful and then we can look at the lows of the oh I lost a job or I lost money and we can look at the outside external factors that play into a year being good or not. But when we adopt Stoic philosophy, what's wonderful is that it's not up to what happens in the year, whether it's a great year or not. It's really up to our perspective of it and applying the following things. So before I talk another hind leg of a donkey here and get a little bit sidetracked here with those reasons, let's move on to those seven things that are going to make the new year wonderful and make us uh, help us to change inside of ourselves in a Stoic way and have that revolution within ourselves so that we can change the outside and really have a wonderful year no matter what happens. So Number one, be fatalistic, and we talk a lot about this, which is a more fati, you know. As Voltaire said, the longer we dwell on, dwell on misfortunes, the greater is their power to harm us. So a lot of times we'll move into the new year still dwelling on things of the past and thinking about how things went wrong. And I would say we've got to dispel those things. Be fatalistic. Understand these things happen to me. I'm going to let them go. And it's difficult. I'm not saying these things are easy. It's a lot of times to want to get revenge or to be bitter about this thing or to be angry about that thing that you didn't get or that job or that promotion that didn't come your way that relationship that ended, but we got to let go. So as we move into the new year, we've got to kind of cut the ties, wipe the slate clean and move on without doing that. So Marcus Aurelius also said, if, it if you are distressed by anything external, the pain is not due to that thing itself, but to your estimate of it. And this you have power to revoke at any moment. So be fatalistic towards the past. So anything that's happened to you, Stop looking at it through a negative lens and start looking at it through a lens that is going to help you in the future. And you can look at things that have happened last year or this year, sorry, 2019 and go, okay, that's a lesson. That's something that I can use to become stronger. That's something that I can embrace as a part of my story, as a part of the narrative. I look at all the failures and all the mistakes I've had in my life and they've led me to where I am. They've led me to doing the dad syndicate and they've led me to have my four kids and to my job and to all the things that are happening and to the exciting place of 
knowing that there's so much more to go. So let's use it like that. Focus your energy on moving forward in a positive way as you hit the new year and don't be held back by those things. So number two, get good at negative visualization. Now, I've talked a lot about this on the podcast, but getting good at it is not as easy, uh, is easier said than done. So, you know, as Seneca says, he robs present ills of their power who has perceived their coming beforehand. And that means that when you see things coming, they don't have the power of you. So a lot in the new year, we describe things that have happened to us. As I've said already, we say, oh, that's bad. That's good. Or this happened to me. That was wonderful. Or, I got a new this, a new car, a new house. Oh, a new girlfriend. You know, these kind of things. Or like my child was born in January last year. Oh, wonderful. And set up the year for being quite positive. I mean, a lot of lack of sleep and those things that came with it. Um, but being prepared for those things. And I was prepared for a lack of sleep. I was prepared for changing dirty nappies. I was prepared for, you know, last night I just had kids in the bed the whole time. I had her waking up the whole time. I knew that I needed to give my wife some sleep. So when my little, you know, four-year-old woke up, I went downstairs with him early and I just had to deal with that. And the more I'm prepared for those things and understand that, you know, look, when you get a baby, you don't expect to, now it's going to be easy. And that's how it should be with everything. You should expect the fact that you could lose your job. You could become financially insolvent. You could lose relationships. And being quite intentional about that and being able to do that effectively really helps you to be prepared. And when you're prepared for something, I mean, it takes the sting completely out of it. When I really actually think about that in the mornings, I mean, for instance, with my kids, I know now that there can be, <laughs> and I should have always known, I know now that there can be moments where they're not listening to me, when they're not ready on time. And when I actually picture that, it has far less effect and I'm ready to deal with it. And then I change that thing from a negative into a positive and I've actually been able to do that and that for me is a miracle in itself. So get good at negative visualizations. Um, don't, don't obsess about the things in the future. So don't become obsessed like and thinking all about these negative things. That's not what negative visualization is about. Negative visualization is actually a very positive thing, although it does seem a bit dark when you're doing it. It's not obsessing about those things or letting them disturb you now because you're not worrying about the future, but you are preparing yourself for the future. So number three, be more present. And this is one that I'm really struggling at the moment with sometimes is that even though my body is present, my mind is always somewhere else. So as Seneca says, true happiness is to enjoy the present without anxious dependence upon the future, not to amuse ourselves with either hopes or fears, but to rest satisfied with what we have, which is sufficient for he that is so wants nothing. So we need to start moving ourselves into the present. As we've said in the, num the point number one about letting the past go, we've also got to not get stuck into worrying about the future and worrying about future projects and worrying about even the next day sometimes. You know, it's great to plan things and it's great to like be prepared for things as we talked in point number two. But it is important to be present and especially as dads, guys, this is a thing that we, with technology these days, that we have allowed to control us, which we need to learn to control. There are so many distractions around us that we don't remain present and our jobs become so big in our mind's eye that even the other night I was lying next to my daughter as she was going to sleep and I was just picturing the website that I'd been working on downstairs and I was thinking all about which button I'm going to put where and which graphic and I realized that five minutes had gone past and she had said something and I hadn't heard it and basically I'd missed out on that thing I may as well not have been there and even though for her it's comforting, you know, when she knows I'm not listening to her, that can't be that great. And it's not just for the kids, it's for me, my quality, quality of life and how much I enjoy being a dad. Because I see my kids, they are turning 9, 4 and 1 in January and February. 
and it really makes me see how fast time goes by. And I think that to be truly happy, we need to be happy with the present, not always wanting and desiring and putting our hopes in the future or putting our worries in the past and thinking, oh, this didn't work out. We need to learn to come into the, the, the present, be there now. And I know, as I said, I'm a patient lying in hospital telling you about my progress and I am getting better at this. I've made real practical steps to get control on my phone and I've made real practical steps to look inside of myself and think why am I so addicted to receiving message why is it so necessary for me to connect why is it necessary to me check stats on the podcast and those things need to be looked at as well because those things are just symptoms of an inner dissatisfaction or inner restlessness and that's why when we make new year's resolutions it's good to have a bit of an inner revolution so that we start changing who we are inside because once you change that inside you stop doing that bad habit you stop needing to reach for that phone so i've put in some practical steps just putting my phone out of my mind i've made a schedule i've started to do things rather with an alarm clock or have a habit tracker that's off my phone just try and do as little as i can on the phone and i must say leading into the new year's that's working so let's be present and um, make sure that we are doing it now number four is a very important one which is follow your gut and make sure your core values are in line with the stoic virtues of fortitude justice temperance and wisdom now we talk about the manly tactical virtues of strength honor courage and mastery but the stoics talk about these four and i think it's important for us to become more virtuous as we move into the new year because if it's not right do not do it if it's not true do not say it as Marcus Aurelius says and I think that if you aren't having those four virtues if you aren't just if you don't have temperance if you don't have fortitude and you don't have wisdom then you aren't able to actually approach new situations where you actually should know if this is wrong or this is right and as men we know the challenges that face us every day and the things that we can either do right or we can do wrong if we want to you know cut a few corners with our tax here if we want to spend some more time talking to that colleague than we probably should have if we uh, talk to our children in a certain way if we talk to our wife in a certain way there's so many situations that call on us to deal with them immediately and when we look at our core values and we are able to actually um, adopt those virtues and work on those virtues then you know we have a much better chance of dealing with things in the right way and I think we know you know deep down inside if we do have these virtues we know there are a couple of people unfortunately in the world that seem to have you know, no understanding of these virtues or just seem to be able to live their lives actually considering that they would like to be good. But I know that you're listening to this podcast as someone that wants to be a good father, wants to be a good man, and wants to step up for his family. And I think it helps when we approach the new and we start working on the virtues. As I've said, a lot of the things in society or a lot of things we do and a lot of the habits that we make um, or un unable to shake is because we have not adopted these virtues. And when we adopt these virtues, we make sure that we are wise when we are approaching stuff. We make sure that we have fortitude, which means we're courageous, even when it gets uncomfortable. And I think as fathers, it's a very important thing that we don't lose our cool, that we don't start throwing our toys out of the cot, start whining, complaining, thinking, oh, what about me? What do I deserve when our wife needs our support or our children need our support? I mean, it's happening daily. It happened last night. You know, my daughter was waking up the whole time. My wife was waking up. I was waking up. My son came into my bed around six o'clock and I had to make the choice was I going to lie in bed longer or was I going to just let her have to get up or was I going to take him down and then allow her to sleep and and for once you know it doesn't always happen that that wins out my fortitude but but look how much that helps and 
when you want to make new habits, the ability to be uncomfortable and make yourself uncomfortable and even take on a voluntary hardship by taking cold showers, doing physical exercise, choosing the harder way, we develop that fortitude that we can develop habits that are not comfortable. Because a lot of habits at the beginning are not comfortable. And once we've done them for a long while, then they become habits. And a lot of people want to change things over the new years, but they haven't actually learned discipline. They haven't actually learned bear discomfort and do things that are uncomfortable. And a lot of the things that we want to do in, in the new year make you uncomfortable. You know, when I was a smoker, yes, it makes me very uncomfortable to stop smoking for a while. When I see other people smoking, it feels very uncomfortable. When I want to lose 20 pounds or I want to do a triathlon, yes, it's going to be uncomfortable, especially the first day. In fact, at the moment, I'm wanting to get on my mountain bike, but I have been a bit lazy and it's going to be harder than usual. You know, when I'm fit and I'm in the groove, it's totally fine. So let's, guys, let's do that. Let's work on those those stoic virtues. Remember them. Fortitude, justice, temperance, and wisdom. Work on them and they'll help you to make the right decisions as the new year um, approaches and as 2020 gets going. So let's move on to number five, I think it is. Choose how you see things. Our life is what our thoughts make it, Marcus Aurelius. So the majority of the time, we have the ability to choose how we see things. So why would we choose to make things negative? And a lot of the times, like I said, we look back in the past and go, was it a good and a bad year? And then we start actually rating things subconsciously or consciously and saying, yes, that was a great year. You have so many people, oh, 2019, what a terrible year. Why was it terrible? Because you judge it to be terrible. Why is 2020 going to be a bad year? Because as you approach things and as you judge things, as you go through the year, you are going to judge them as negative or positive. And once you get to the end of 2020, you're going to look back again and go, was it a good year or was it a bad year? And I think one saying that I really love is expect the worst from the world and the best from yourself. If you expect the worst of the world and the best from yourself, then you're going to see every situation as a challenge, as something to get over and something to surmount and to build you and to grow you and when we look at things in the new year let's stop looking at the things themselves as what how the year was let's look at us and how we were in the new year and I know in 2019 I was a better man was it the best year of my life I think it was because I made it like that but was it the best year of my life as far as like events happen sure my daughter was born but I've had twins being born in 2011 I had my son born in 2016 I've done many more triathlons because I was um, healthier, got arthritis in 2018 and couldn't really do anything until the middle of this year. So I wasn't able to do that. So actually, if I look back, it wasn't such a great year. I had a problem with one of my friends. Um, but I look back at the year and I think, what a wonderful year, because I definitely approached it in a much more stoic manner and a manner looking at things and going, okay, well, it's about me. How have I grown? And if I look at how I've grown, I'm very happy about the year. But was it the best year? No. So as the new year approaches, look at things like that. Stop looking at everything as a good or a bad thing and rather look at it how you are stepping up and showing up and are you doing a good job? Are you being a good man? Are you being good at being a man? So really focus on that and make sure that we stop approaching the world and letting it have its way with us and focusing on what we can control. So time for number six. Don't depend on someone else for validation. It never ceases to amaze me. We all love ourselves more than other people, but care more about their opinions than our own. Marcus Aurelius. Now this one's a big one for me. Because since I was a young boy, I've been trained and conditioned to seek validation from other people, to feel that I need to be affirmed and approved by other people. And if, I don't know, I cared so much about what other people have thought about me that I haven't even followed my own true self and my own true wants and needs. And 
this is something going into the new year that's going to have a massive effect on those resolutions or on those habits or just on the behaviors and the actions that we do. You know, when we do things for other people, we often betray ourselves. We often will do things that take our eye off the ball. So as dads, especially for priorities, we care too much what other people think. We are not going to parent in the way that we're supposed to. We probably will not be as present as we should be because we be so worried about what someone thinks at work or uh, or what our boss thinks or what friends think if we don't go hang out with them we'll often make a decision based not on what is best for ourselves and best for our priorities and we've spoken about this in other podcasts guys if you're listening to this podcast if you're a father you know my priorities are set it's my wife my kids and then my physical health and everything else below that needs to serve up the chain to my family my wife do i do it I'm going to say right now, no, this is one that I'm definitely going to be working on, I'm working on daily, is to really understand the priority. Now, I'm not talking about not working on myself and doing things for myself, because as we know, if I don't do things for myself, if I don't take care of myself, if I don't take some time out for myself, if I don't have hobbies, if I don't have a mission, an adventure, a kind of a battle to wage, as John Aldridge says, then I am not going to be happy, I'm not going to be effective. So we need to obviously be able to recognize that, but we all need to be able to recognize the line as well and so we need to do things to grow ourselves but not because we're trying to please other people and that goes for our wives as well you know sometimes a lot of us end up being Mr. Nice Guy and doing things because we want to get affirmation and we want to get validation from our wives and we think it's going to work well when we actually just go okay fine honey it's all right and we know that we are not being affirmative and that we're not making sure that we are assertive and that we're not really being as we know we should be as men. Now, that doesn't mean we don't take in consideration of what our wives says, but there's a big difference between just being a yes man. And there's a lot of books as um, No More Mr. Nice Guy because there's so many men that are just being nice the whole time. And sometimes nice is not the best. Definitely being nice is not the best in many situations. If you're going to be a real man, you're really going to make your wife happy and you're really going to be a great example to your kids. You need to be strong, you need to be courageous and you need to do things for yourself and because you believe in them and not do things for other people's validation. Now for me, I've had to just focus on the fact that I just care too much what other people think and how that affects my emotional state which means that if it doesn't go well and I don't get the approval or I don't get the kudos from other people, that'll then put me on a downward spiral. Then I'll start feeling negative about myself and then I can snap at my kids or snap at my wife and I'll often bring that home or I have. Now I'm feeling so excited because moving into the new year, this is an area that has definitely changed within me to quite a great extent just through the last few months of studying stoicism and doing these podcasts and it gives so much freedom. And I just encourage you, as you go into the new year, think about the things you do. How much do you do for other people's validation? You know, when I do this podcast, how much do I do for validation from other people? How much am I hoping that people like it? How much am I hoping that it really makes a big splash? And how much am I actually doing it because I really care about fathers and I really know that this is a really important thing and that fathers are integral in society in raising children that are confident are going to contribute and just in men being happy and fulfilled. And am I doing it for myself because I want to be a better father? And it's a fine line and it's often we have to look at that and be honest with ourselves and are we being arrogant, are we being a show-off or are we really trying to help other people, are we really trying to be there for our family, are we really doing these things to be an example to others, an example to our children and I think just being aware of that is very important. So don't depend on someone else's opinion for validation, look at yourself, know yourself, know how you feel about yourself and that's once again those four virtues, taking those virtues and looking at yourself, am I wise? Am I temperate? Am I, do I have my emotions under control? Am I just? 
Do I tell the truth? Do I treat people fairly? Am I someone who's courageous? Am I brave? And thinking about these things and thinking about them from our point of view, because we know that. And often our wives are good, um, good little thermometers like this, because when they criticize us or when they say something to us and we react negatively towards them, it's often because we know there's a little sliver of truth in that. But we need to become secure in who we are and secure in what we think about ourselves. And it doesn't really matter what other people set as standards, because we are the standard and we have set the standards due to virtues that we have and also the tactical virtues that jack donovan talks about are we strong are we are we courageous are we honorable men and are we masterful do we master things do we work towards mastering things and are we able to be resilient in doing that so ask yourself those questions know yourself and stop looking for other people's validation i know this is my one major goal for 2020 to carry on and now to end it with a caveat of number seven is chill relax guys take some time off. I've been pushing myself to the limit really, really hard at the end of this year. And sometimes I've needed to just chill. And I've taken the last few days, the last week or so, to just enjoy with my family, to let loose a bit, to eat some of the things that I wouldn't normally eat, to not do as much sport, to not be working on things as hard. And luckily, being on holiday, it makes it easier. But taking a load off, you know, all these things that I've said, it's great to go into the New Year's with them, with a passion, with a motivation, with a plan, with habits that you want to develop, with books you want to read, with things you want to do, with projects you want to partake in, with relationships you want to build. But at the end of the day, it's from the Daily Stoic, which is don't burn the candle at both ends. And it says, the mind must be given relaxation. It will rise improved and sharper after a good break. Just as rich fields must not be forced, for they will quickly lose their fertility if never given a break. So constant work on the anvil will fracture the force of the mind, but it regains its power if it is set free and relaxed for a while. Constant works gives rise to a certain kind of dullness and feebleness in the rational soul. And that's Seneca um, on tranquility of the mind. And I think it's important for us, no matter how hard we're pushing, no matter what goals we have, no matter how great we want to be as dads, that we actually take those moments to relax. You know, sitting on the couch with your wife watching Netflix, don't vilify these kind of things. Don't vilify sitting on your phone for a while and just scrolling through things just to get your mind off stuff. Don't vilify having that, that nice meal. Don't vilify having that drink. Don't vilify these things. Make sure that you understand that they have their place and that they are necessary. It's necessary to sit down and relax. Do some meditation. Take some time for yourself. And realizing that just grinding, grinding, grinding as dads is going to end up in us not only becoming dull, but for me, it ends up in a lot of frustrations, a lot of like irritability, anxiety, because I'm not sitting down and taking that time and realizing my mind needs a break. And sometimes it's hard for us because we're proud and we want to keep going. And there's so much out there, you know, you just have to turn on the TV, you know, or Instagram to just see guys going after it in an in, in insane in an insane way and, and and it's very impressive and to a degree I want to do that for sure. I want to when I'm going, I want to go hard. But there's times when we should be able to give ourselves permission as fathers to just take a break. So as you go into the new year, remember those six things that you're going to practice and that you're going to change so that you have an internal revolution. And then at the end of the day, you also decide that you are able to go easy on yourself and relax so that you can keep your mind sharp. So be fatalistic, get good at negative visualization, be in the present. Number four, follow your gut and make sure your core values are in line with the stoic virtues of fortitude, justice, temperance, and wisdom. Choose how you see things. Number six, don't depend on someone else for validation. Depend on yourself. And lastly, relax. 
don't burn the candle at both ends take it easy so thanks a lot guys Really looking forward to an excellent 2020. Thank you so much for all of you that have listened in 2019. Really looking forward to the next episode that I'm recording, interview show with Donald Robertson, the author of How to Think Like a Roman Emperor. I'm reading it at the moment, and it is just incredible, and I'm really loving the way that he puts things and how he tells it as a story. I just, um, as I was planning the podcast and going through the introduction, the first chapter, I had about 20 to 30 questions as there are, so really looking forward to that. Look out for that one. That one's going to be amazing, and look forward to a couple other ones coming up, uh, such as Bert Soren and Larry Hagner. We're going to have them on the podcast. That's going to be excellent as well. Thanks a lot, guys. Just do us a favor. Share this podcast with as many people as you can. That's always the way the podcast spread, by word of mouth. Also, leave us a rating on whatever uh, platform you listen to. That also goes a long way to getting visibility. And also, join us in the Dad Syndicate Arena in Facebook. We've got a, quite a lot of guys there, high-caliber men, having high-caliber conversations and just enjoying having a bit of communication with other guys and community. So that's the Dad Syndicate Arena. And thanks once again. And remember that all the time, energy and hard work that you put into being the man that your family need and deserve is always going to be worth it. So be stoic.